It's time for a bonus pod, bitches. <laughs> Welcome to the Fat to Fit or Else podcast, yeah. where we talk about fitness, food, motivation, and general angry rants from the fat man himself, Who's Stretch angry? Roberts. You're angry. So get ready Shut for up. all of the above with a side of bacon. Here is your host, Stretch. That would be me. I have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we are fat to fit or else when I say we, I must have a mouse in my pocket because it is me, myself, and I here on the fat to fit or else podcast show extravaganza um i have pulled the people and the people have spoken in the punishment challenge which by the way it's wednesday night as i record this i can tell you without a doubt in my mind saturday i will be doing the challenge right here in santa monica I'm going to do the stairs one time per pound that I miss. And just for the record, it's Wednesday. I've got till Friday on my way in to get to 272. And today I was at 279. I started the week at two, so I'm up a pound since accepting this challenge. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I, this could be the last ever Fat to Fit or Else podcast because I could die. I might have cardiac arrest. It might be uh, Matthew Perry. And then me, right here in the Pacific Palisades, even though I will die on the stairs in Santa Monica when I attempt to do, it's going to be five or six trips up those effing stairs. One time burns. It burns. I tell you, I've done it. When I worked at rehab, they would have me take clients there, and it burned. Granted, I was fat and out of shape for some of that. And then I got super in shape at my second rehab. But my first rehab, when I was doing those stairs, I definitely was fat and out of shape. Oh man, that is not going to be fun. So that is it. The challenge is there. I got to hit 272 this week, currently at 279. For every pound I go over 272, I have to do one trip up the brutal stairs in Santa Monica and I will film the whole thing. I think I, it's a long time up those stairs. I guess I'll time lapse each time. It's going to be like five times I'm guessing. I'll do five times up, and I'll time-lapse it, and then I'll, I'll link them all together in editing afterwards. F me in the A. That is going to be a bitch. I'm going to be sore for weeks. I may die. I may die. It could be the end. Just letting you know. Could be the end. Um, other than that, I've had a very bizarre Wednesday uh, around here. Good news. I got great news on this Wednesday. That is the writer strike is over. That means uh, my son can get his ass back to work because it has been taking its toll on if you're a working actor, which my son is, he works and has had jobs and paid and, and, and he does well and he, and he supports himself. But now you haven't worked in six or seven months. Like that's crazy. No income. It's been bad. So he really needs to get back to work, and I'm excited for him. But there's a lot more going on with my son. Today, they finally released the information. November the 18th in Nolens, Louisiana, he will be at a thing called Revolution Rumble with Wildcat Wrestling, making his professional debut. And it's funny, he just arrived into uh, the Nolens area today, and then... I texted him. I don't think he knew. I texted him and said, hey, the strike is over. You get to get back to work. And I didn't hear from him. And then he's like, okay, my man, my manager just texted me. Because to him, it's not real. That, that If you're an actor, you when your manager, your agent, or whoever calls you and tells you, hey, strike's over, let's get ready to get back to work, 
then you know it's over. And so he got that text about the same time that uh, I was telling him from the manager agent. I heard it on KNX, but they, I'm sure, had inside people. And I was just leaving work, had it on, heading to the gym, and I heard it. So I was ecstatic for that. Matter of fact, here's a little something. I prayed for that this morning. This morning, I prayed for... God, let this strike be over soon, please. I got, my son's got to get back to work, and, and it would be less stressful for everyone if if that happens. And then, voila, it happened tonight. So shout out to God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. I was very happy with that. Very, very happy. And then I get to work this morning after I prayed for the strike to be over. And seriously, I did. And and, and then it, it ended on, on the same day. And I prayed for it before, like, you know, let's get, let's get through this. But uh, in particular today, and I hadn't in a while, and then today I did this morning when I woke up, had a, a good uh, 15, 20 minutes of prayer before I got up and got in the shower and got ready. And that's if I have the time, I try to do it. I try to make time. And uh, someone broke it down to me. I think it was my priest. At one point, he's like, you work this, you work that, you do this, you do that. You don't have one hour a week for God to go to church. And I was like, mm, yeah, I'm just busy. I'm super busy. One hour a week. He said, count every blessing in your life, and you don't have one hour a week to go to. And I was like, oh, man, that's that's some Catholic guilt right there. That's super Catholic guilt, but very true. My wife, by the way, doesn't have an hour. She stays home and does the um, mass on online, and I'm like, I go. I go to church. I did not go last weekend. Last weekend, I fell asleep and didn't get up and slept all the way through, I, and, and then something happened. We were doing something, and I missed the 5 o'clock Mass, too, so I did not go to Mass for the first time in a very long time uh, last Sunday. I will be back this Sunday for sure. Now let's get back to the strangeness that was my Wednesday on this Fat to Fit or Else podcast extravaganza, a bonus podcast extravaganza. <sighs> let's see. Let's finish with the boy. The boy... Uh, and here's what's weird. He was going to New Orleans, going to be there for a couple of weeks. They got to train and get ready. Remember, he hasn't really wrestled since heels finished taping, and that was a long time ago. But, he, you know, he knows how now. And the guys that, uh, I guess, taught him to wrestle and showed him how to wrestle are the guys at Wildcat Wrestling. That's who they brought in to show these actors how to wrestle. He's friends with them, and so they are bringing him in for their big uh Revolution Rumble. He's completely stoked. I, when I tell you, for years, for years, that kid would tell me, "I'm be professional wrestler." What are you gonna do when you grow up, Duke? I'm be you know, I'm be fireman. I'm be policeman. I'm gonna be a doctor. I'm be a lawyer. No, I'm be professional wrestler. That was what he would say, and I'd be like, "God help me, God help me." And then he ended up doing worse and becoming an actor. I'd rather he be a professional wrestler, but honestly, he's done all right. He's done fine. And he's going to be back to acting soon. But he's stoked and very, very excited to be taking part in this event on November 18th. It's not in actual New Orleans. It's in a, another area. But you can look it up, Revolution Rumble, uh, Wildcat Wrestling, and Louisiana, and you'll see all about it. And then I'll, I'll give you updates, too, because I'm looking for a way to stream it once they have the actual uh, event. It's going to be a big, big event, and uh, he's stoked on that. So that is uh, everything with, oh no, there's more with the boy. So the boy has that going on. This morning, and I've been touching base with him, he he said, I don't want to fly to New Orleans because I want my car, so I'm just going to drive there. Remember, this is an actor on strike out of work, so he's got nothing but time in his hands. He goes, I'm just going to drive there and then I'll have my car. I'm like, you know, you could always rent a car. It's funny. He's like, yeah, but I'm trying to save money. I'm like, hey, gas, it's, it's a wash. 
But he's like, no, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not fly, and I'm gonna not travel on a plane, and I'm gonna have my car. So I'm, I'm like, whatever, you know, he's got a new car anyway, so cool. And off he goes. But now I'm like, you know, you're a parent, and I don't care. He's 30 years old. I'm like, hey, can you know, call me at night or check in with me. What are you doing? Where are you at? Da 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 da. So he had checked in with me last night, and he had stopped in San Antonio for the night. That's where he was stopping. San Antonio is about a seven, eight hour drive into uh, the New Orleans area where he is staying as he uh, does the wrestling for uh, November 18th. Now, uh, and that was last night, and I, I had chatted with him for a while last night, and everything's fine, he's there. And then he says, I'm not sleeping in a, remember, he's a big giant Mongo monster like me. He's not afraid, and he's also a fighter. He fought uh, cage fighting for a while before he became an actor. And he's just like, Jesus, this kid has had the worst professions ever. I'm going to be a cage fighter. I'm going to be a professional wrestler. I'm going to be an actor. Actor's the worst of all of them, but anyway, I digress. He uh, then says, you know, I'm just going to sleep in my car. I'll just pull over and sleep in my car. And I'm like, all right. And so he said he, there was a some place to sleep there, and he slept in his car. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's saving money, and, and you know, you're not working, so I got no problem with that. I'd do the same thing. And I have no worries about it. So he starts uh, up this morning, and I get to work. And he's not te- usually he'll text me, "Hey, I'm uh, you know leaving San Antonio, or I'm whatever." And then cool, I know, and I'll just thumbs up, cool. All right, you know, check in me when you get there. Well, he calls me. My phone's ringing, and I'm at work, and it's early in the morning, like it's eight o'clock. And I'm like, "What's going on? You're not gonna believe what happened." I'm like, "Oh crap! Now what happened?" And he's like, I'm sending you a picture. So he sends me a picture, and there's a dog in his car. He said, I'm driving down the 10 freeway outside of San Antonio, and there's a dog running down the freeway. And he goes, and it was going into traffic, and there was all kinds of trucks going fast and stuff. And he goes, and I pulled over the shoulder, and I got food out, and I lured it over to me, and I got it in the car, and now it's in the car with me. He goes, I think it's nice, but it's... uh, and it's a cool-looking dog. The pictures are. As soon as I saw it, I said, oh, that's a German Shepherd, uh, uh, what is it, uh, mountain dog, Permise or Bernice uh, mountain dog uh, combo. That You could tell. You could look at it and tell that's what it is. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what that dog is right there. And he's in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing around, wide open. This dog's out on the freeway, and it's got gray on its face. Not old like Sarge old, like 13, but I'm going to guess that dog to be about six six, seven years old, and it's running down the 10 freeway about 70 miles outside of San Antonio, I guess, and he saves it, and I'm like, now what, you, you got to take it to the pound or whatever, and he's like, I don't want to take it to the pound in Texas, they'll kill it. I said, I don't think that's how that works, but, you know, then take it to the pound when you get to uh, New Orleans, I guess, and then he's like, I like this dog, this dog's super cool, so at this point now, He's got a dog, and he goes, it's just sitting in my lap, and it's super happy, and he saved its ass, so it should be happy. And then he tells me, well, I'm just going to bring it with me to New Orleans, and then uh, you know, maybe one of the guys will want it, because he's got a bunch of friends there. All those guys from uh, Wildcat Wrestling are his friends. He goes, maybe one of the guys will want it, and if not, I'll just bring it home with me. And I'm like, you're going to be there for two weeks. You're going to leave California, <laughs> drive there with a dog. You're going to show up with a dog. And I, I don't think, he, I don't know if he's staying with somebody or in a hotel. That I don't know once he gets there. But either way, now you got a dog and you've got to deal with that. So he has saved the dog. He then calls me back a little while later and says, Dad, 
The dog only speaks Spanish. I swear. He says, the dog dead. The dog only speaks Spanish. I'm like, well, how do you know that? And he goes, I went to the pet store to buy some food and a collar and a leash for him and and to get some you know spray and different things for him. And he said... When I went in there, I was talking to the guy, and the guy had me bring him in. And he goes, and then the guy said something to him in Spanish, and he goes, and the dog got super excited, and his ears perked up, and he goes, and then the guy kept talking Spanish to him, and the dog was all excited. He goes, he wasn't excited when we were talking to him in English, he goes, he only knows Spanish. So then the rest of the day, he's texting me, how do you say sit? How do you say lay down? I'm just like, oh my God. Ah. So, as it stands, and remember, this is a boy that just rescued two cats. He's got two cats at his house, and he lives in an apartment. He doesn't live in a house, and he's going to come home now with a dog, more than likely, because I don't think anyone's going to be there. Gonna be, it, uh, you know, hey, yeah, great. I'll take this old dog that you found on the freeway. So, I don't know, but he did the right thing. I, he's going to end up trying to dump it on me or my mom. That's what he's going to end up doing. Because he can't have it with his cats, and he probably doesn't want it in his apartment. Even though it, he says it's a great dog, and it follows him around, and it's, like, super cool. Keeps it on the leash, but we will see what happens. I'll keep you posted on that. And by the way, if you know anybody in San Antonio, or you're listening to the podcast in San Antonio, and you lost a shepherd, uh, uh, great Pyrenees uh, mix, um, <laughs> give me a call. I know who has your dog. And it was running down the 10 freeway, so shame on you. And it also wasn't chipped, because he brought it to a another play, a vet and had them check the chip. And no chip on it. No collar on it. No chip on it. No nothing. Older dog running down the freeway. I personally said, I think that dog got dumped. I I think somebody took that dog out in the middle of nowhere and dumped it. And it was running down the freeway trying to get home. And you saved it. So there we go. Now, my next surprise, which came literally within about 30 minutes of that, I start getting texts from a number that I don't recognize in my contacts. And it's like, Stretch, is this you, Stretch? Where are you, Stretch? I need to talk to you. And I'm like, that's weird. And then before I could even do anything, I'm like, I, this, who is this? My uh, wife calls me and goes, Amy Sugarman's looking for you. She just called me. And I'm like, it's Amy Sugarman. If you don't know who Amy Sugarman is, uh, if you are a Jack and Stench stretch slash fat to fit or else idiot, you will know that Amy Sugarman is the greatest talent booker in the history of radio and booked all of our guests uh, while I was at Star 98 with uh, Jamie and Danny and with uh, Jamie, Jack, and Stench, she's phenomenal. And then she became like the talent booker for the entire company and then for the entire country. And now she is in charge of all of their podcasts as well. So Amy is like a player and she is awesome. And I've always loved Amy. And even after I left there, Amy's always been cool to me. And so I dig her. So of course I call Amy back and she's like, hey, I'm doing a podcast. So now Sugarman's doing a podcast now. And she goes with, um, I'm doing a podcast with Scott Patterson. And I'm like, why is that name familiar? And she goes, and it's all about the Gilmore girls. And I'm like, okay. She goes, we've been doing it for three years. And every, you know, episode, we break down one of the episodes of the Gilmore girls. And we do this in-depth breakdown of it. Now, Scott Patterson, by the way, is the guy, if you follow the Gilmore girls, played Luke. He was uh, uh, the mom's boyfriend, Luke. And Luke uh, was Luke's diner, and Jack and I were on that show. If you don't know who Jack is and you are not a former pod peep and you're listening from somewhere else in the world for a very long time, here from since the year 2000, from 2000 until 2019, yeah, 2019, 2000, yeah, 2019, 
I did a podcast or a radio show with Jack every day for just about 20 years. We did the radio show as Jamie and Danny. Jack and I were the producers, and then Jack and I stuck together. And then Danny got fired. Jack and I became the co-host. And then we all got fired, and then we did a podcast, and Jamie bailed on that. But she couldn't start because of a contract, and then she bailed right after she started. So it was Jack and I doing the podcast, and we did that podcast for 13 years. And uh, and that started in 2007. And according to Amy Sugarman, we are uh, in Wikipedia as, like, one of the first podcasts ever. Because it was we – were, we did it before – Anybody that was on radio did a podcast. Like, people would throw in, oh, this was our interview today on a podcast. They were doing that kind of stuff because it was starting to take off. We were the first ones to sit down and say, this is a podcast. It's a subscription. And we did it. And it was Jack and I. And we did it for 13 years. And we did five a, you know, five a week. It was crazy. And it was cool. And it was a good time. I stopped doing it because we, were, we had gotten to the point where we weren't even doing them together anymore. We weren't doing five a week. And we were just – it was – Hard to hard to get it together at that point because I was already working weird jobs at that point and uh, Jack was doing his thing and it was just getting harder and harder to do anything and uh, it was you know the show had ran we'd proved our point we were at like somewhere around twenty seven hundred episodes or some crap like that almost three thousand episodes we ran that's how long that podcast ran there was nothing left to prove and then I was now gonna do the 49 and when I first started the 49 I asked Jack if he wanted to do it he said no we sounded like old guy radio and he didn't want to do it so and there was no money in it so it was like why do I want to do another project of not making any money no I'm I'm, I'm not doing it so you know shout out to him that that was a smart move because I did it for three years and about killed myself and we, but Jack and I, at some point when we were together, did a thing, and I explain it on their podcast because this podcast I'm talking about is called "I'm All In Podcast" with Scott Patterson, and uh, Amy Sugarman is one of the co-hosts, and we all got together today, and I did their podcast, and we talked about the episode of Gilmore Girls where Jack and I were extras in the background, and I tell the story of how and why we did that and and really Bonaducci was an annoying a-hole and he would go to salespeople and try to undercut Jack and I and basically steal money this guy was making a million about a million dollars a year Jack and I were making nowhere in that ballpark granted we were paid nicely but we weren't anywhere near wealthy and he would go to salespeople and be like why are they doing sponsorships like I should have and he would try to steal every sponsorship from us and it was just like, dude, are you serious? He would do dickish moves like that. So we knew more than anything he wanted to be on TV and be famous. And for a very long time, he had this weird, like, radios beneath me. It, uh, it was weird. And so we decided to antagonize him and to bother him that we were going to start getting on TV shows. And we enlisted Amy Sugarman. And it's funny. It's how Amy Sugarman became really good friends with the people at the Gilmore Girls because – she booked us on there, then went there with us because no one trusted us. They thought we were going to act like idiots, and we really just wanted to get on these TV shows so we could promote it on the radio and piss off Bonaducci. That's why we did it, and it, it was awesome. So it worked, and the first show we did was the Gilmore Girls, and it was an, a scene in Luke's Diner, and he was there with a little girl baseball team, and Jack and I were in the background pretending to have a conversation while we pretended to eat food. Even though I will give him this, it was real food on that show. They gave us real food. It was not... Uh, uh, fake food. Uh, some of the shows we did, they would give us fake food if we were eating and stuff like that. So here we were 
and having a good old time on the Gilmore Girls, and we rehashed that completely on the I'm All In podcast with uh, Scott Patterson, a.k.a. Luke from the Gilmore Girls, and the great Amy Sugarman. So if that's on there, if you, if you follow that podcast, you will uh, hear me on there in the latest and greatest episode of that. I don't know when it's coming out, but I told Sugarman I would promote it on there. They did not promote Fat to Fit or else, I'll tell you that. She just said, you because she was promoting the Jack and Stretch podcast, which ran for 13 years, which, by the way, was an impressive feat. But uh, what am I? I'm only 27 episodes in now on uh, Fat to Fit or Else. It does not quite have the legs that the Jack and Stinch podcast did. <sighs> I did text uh, Jack as soon as I got done. I said, you're never going to believe what I just did. Oh, and, and by the way, according to Scott, who has, I'm sure, the production notes and everything, it was exactly 18 years ago yesterday that that episode that Jack and I were on came out, and that was in season six of the Gilmore Girls. So 18 years ago, season six. And it was a good conversation with them. It was fun talking to them, and uh, uh, Scott was cool, and and Amy was really cool. So all in all, a fun time and something I just didn't see coming out of anywhere. And all of a sudden, I end up, uh, I had to call in a break. I don't take breaks at work. Ever, I take a lunch break, and that's it, a half-hour lunch break, and I'm watching that thing, bam, bam, on, the, on that clock, and I'm back in 30 minutes. I'm one of those employees. So I was like, you know what? I don't take breaks. I'm going to call in relief and have somebody cover me, and then I went outside and uh, got in my car so that I could talk to them because I needed it to be quiet, and if I had been out, somebody would have been up to me going, oh, um, um, I need this, sir. Can you do that? Where's so-and-so? Blah, 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 blah. And I would have, so I went away, got in my car in the parking lot, and talk to them on the the podcast and uh, big fun. Uh, other news as far as workout news, I am getting in some good ones the last uh, week or so. I did get some very interesting blood work uh, results back that had been dragging. I did another blood uh, test since I've told you about the last one. I told you guys I'm really trying to stay on my health, watch my blood work, and keep everything dialed in. One thing we had not done was check my uh, hormone levels. What are hormones? Hormones are testosterone. And I have had my doctor tell me, uh, you're going through menopause because it's on the downside of bad. And what's weird is I'm really like pumping up right now. I'm The muscles are coming back, but I'm working hard. I'm, I'm lifting, I'm eating the protein, and I'm doing what I need to do to make that happen. I'm putting in the work. I'm lifting and eating the correct way to do that. I'm eating for gains and, and all that stuff currently right now. It's why I'm also not losing weight. But uh, I figured, you know, it was all right. It, it's bad. It's low. The, I'm going to start injecting uh, uh, test here very soon. And that's going to be interesting because we're going we're gonna to jack that up and see uh, where my hormone levels go because on a test, you are... So what they call the normal range is like 200 to somewhere in the high 700s, and I'm at 300. So I'm on the low end of normal on on the main test. And then on free test, I was actually really low and deficient. And then on the sex hormone, though, and that's what's weird. That's how really, you know, you have no sexual desire or anything like that. I was way up to the upper normal on that one. And... When they, when they test you, too, they also test you for estrogen. What happens in a male, you get you go through what can technically be for some men, uh, menopause, and your body stops producing uh, 
testosterone or starts reducing it at a very reduced rate. And then your body, then you start growing titties and you get estrogen levels spike up. Well, they found out I have no estrogen, none, none, zero. I got no levels of estrogen in my body. I got no, uh, very low testosterone right now. And I also have no um, vitamin D. Vitamin D was very deficient. And I've known that and I've been on the vitamin D for a very long time, which is a hormone too. It's it's weird, but vitamin D3. And so I've been supplementing that for a long time and those levels are back to good, but we're going to have to supplement now on uh, uh, the testosterone is coming. Uh, it's going to get jacked up there. So be interesting to follow that. I'm already uh, getting, I saw a picture of myself. This is, <laughs> this is weird. So I take, film myself on the workout videos just so I have something to post. I want to, I'm beating the algorithms. This is what I'm doing. When you see it, you're like, why is he posting these workout videos? Who cares, fat ass? Because I'm documenting my progress on fat to fit or else. I'm showing I'm doing the work more than anything. And the real reason I did this is because I really, really want to motivate people. I really want to help people. I, I want to have good come of this. I'm not caring about money. I'm not doing this for money. I'm not trying to, and if sponsorships come or something, don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna be like, no, screw you. I'm keeping this pure. I'll do it. I, I will do that. But it's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I want to get healthy. I want to get my health right. I want to hold myself accountable is the main reason. And Along the way, I know I can inspire some people to do that themselves or to push themselves or to get out there and work. And that's really, really what I want to do. I'm dead serious on on that is the true calling of this show, of this podcast, of this entire project. And I put it up on, you know, Instagram every day. I put a video or two of whatever my workout is. And like last night, uh, Tuesday night, I didn't work out. I came straight home from work. I had dinner and then I went for a walk in the dark and I saw I put up and there were Christmas lights up in my neighborhood. And tonight I found another place. I'm realizing the houses that order their Christmas lights that have a comp professional company come and do them, they get really busy. This is their time of year. So a lot of houses are already getting them. If it's a really decked out house, chances are those Christmas lights are going up. I saw another one up on the hill as I was coming home tonight and I was like, damn, these rich ass people are decking out already. And it is what, November 8th, November 9th today? So we are uh, getting into that, and that was cool to see. But I, I, I document everything, and whatever I do, I put it out there and hope to inspire some people along the way and hold myself accountable. And and that's why I'm doing it. But I, I So I film myself every single day I'm working out. Everything I do, I film some of it. I film, like, if I do three sets, I film the first set, and then I edit it down and take a little piece of it and I put it all together and just show this is the workout, this is what I did last night. Usually I, I put it up in the morning after, you know, so it's the night before his workout. And I looked and I was like, I, my arms were jacked, my arm and my shoulder. I, I've paused one and I was like, damn, I'm, but it's pumped. I'm pumped. I look really good when I'm pumped, which is, means you've been working out and the muscles are full of blood and there's veins and blood and Everything was really good. And then I'm not kidding you. I can look in the mirror at the gym when I leave the gym and I got like definition in freaking the exterior deltoid and the tricep and the biceps separation and everything. By the time I get in the car and get home, it's like, do you even work out, bro? That's what I ask myself because the pump is gone. It just wears off. And I still have a lot of weight to lose. So it's I don't have that definition quite yet. But when I'm pumped, it's starting to pop. So. I will get the 
weight loss going. I, it's going to be interesting to see. I know the hormone thing is coming, and we're going to have – I can't get in there, though. I had an appointment, and my boss yanked me to uh, duty on Monday. I had a doctor's appointment on Monday where I was going to go into the uh, men's health hormone doctor who did my test, and we were going to get our plan of action. But now that's not going to happen till. Uh, middle of December, unless he does a phone with me, but it doesn't look like it. it looks like that's going to, not middle, it's the end, like a couple days before Christmas till I get in there now. And uh, another thing, very, very, very proud of myself, I bought Christmas presents for the first time in my life before Thanksgiving. I bought two Christmas presents, had them delivered to my house. And another thing, and I think this is, I think it was Kelly who, someone shouted out to me online. I apologize if I did not because uh, I'm, I'm, I don't have it in front of me, but it's it's in my social media. Someone, and shout out to you and thank you for reaching out and giving a crap. Someone said, have you tried the red light therapy, which I do at Planet Fitness all the time at the end of my workouts. I usually go in and do red light therapy and I've really liked it and, and found it beneficial in some ways. And uh, they said, yeah, have you done that for your dog? Remember my dog Sarge is 13, can't get up the stairs. The poor guy is struggling and it's it's not great right now. A thirteen year old big dog, and you know we're he's on pain meds, and he gets shots and all kinds of stuff because things aren't great. And they said, uh, "Try it." I looked it up, and I found a veterinarian pain relief. It's for human and veterinarian use. Red light wand, and I got it in the mail tonight. It showed up tonight, so it's on the charger right now. And as soon as I get that fully charged, I am going to sit down and do a session. On Sarge's uh, bat, it's not his hips. German shepherds notoriously have bad hips. Sarge, it's his lower back. It's his spine where it's going bone on bone, and he's getting a lot of pain there. So it affects his back legs, and uh, not not awesome. But uh, that is, you know, where we are, and I'm gonna can't wait to try it out. So shout out, to, shout out for uh, the recommendation. Shout out to everybody that uh, hit me up and said. Uh, go for uh, we got both some people want to see the Legos and I'll tell you the Legos are, are will just be the next challenge so we're doing the uh, stairs this week for every pound I miss it by I'm going to go uh, attempt to kill myself and then for the next one I will do the Legos the Legos are up and rolling after that and then by that time my son will be back so maybe I can get him to partake in that one but it, hopefully he goes to work uh, that's, no this is way before this show I randomly talked to a psychic. Remember, I know psychics, and I'm into weird stuff, and I am into paranormal, and I believe in ghosts and all that other stuff. I talked to a psychic who told me, hey, uh, your son's going to be moving here a couple of times in the near future, and he goes, out of state, which to me means work, which what happens whenever he works. The show business industry is hardly in Southern California anymore. Um, he A lot of times he goes out of state. He goes, he's going to move a couple times, so... Uh, he typically, hit, like, when he was doing heels, he had to move to Atlanta, and he would stay there half the year. So we will see uh, what happens with him. I really hope he does get back to work. I mean, I don't want him to move away. I love having him. He lives in Burbank now, and I love having him there. But, you know, work is work. you got to get out there and make it happen. And now you got a new dog and, and two cats you got to take care of. So a lot going on with that kid. Um, and yeah, I think that is it. I think that is all. Oh, I have one more story that happened to me today that part of my weird day. After I get the call from Amy Sugarman, and then she says, all right, we're going to call you at this time, and we're going to do the podcast, da, da, da. My son had already called me and said he found a dog running down the 10 freeway in uh, outside of San Antonio, Texas, as he's driving to New Orleans. And I seriously, 
look on my camera, and I see a dog, looks like a German Shepherd, going down the street, really, really limping. It's injured. And I'm like, oh, man, that dog got hit by a car, and it's out there, and it's a stray. I got to help it. So I open our big prison gates, and it does. it stops and looks inside, but doesn't come inside. So I go out the gate, and I'm whistling, you know, hey, come here, dude, come here, come here. And it stops and turns around and comes towards me a little bit. At that point, I realize it's about 15 yards away from me, and it's at this point nine-something in the morning. It's not a dog. That's a coyote. I am trying to lure in a coyote into my uh, place of business. And then I go, no, I'm not saving you. You go on. And it hobbled away. I did. I felt bad for it. Any animal, I've, I have a soft spot in my heart for any animal. And I know, like, that thing eats people's cats and dogs and they're bastards. But at the same time, it was hurt and it needed help. And it it wasn't going to come to me anyway, so don't get me wrong. But it was crazy that uh, I'm out there trying to lure in a damn coyote. And, and it, I didn't see it on the camera. I just thought it was a shepherd. That's happened to me before in my neighborhood. I'll be like... Who's German Shepherds loose out here? What is oh crap? That's a coyote. They're about to, my female German Shepherd is so coyote looking. She's such the size of a large coyote. She's a small German Shepherd, uh, big coyote. That's what she is. And Sarge would be a damn Hulk of a coyote because he's so big and massive. All right, I'm gonna get up out of here. I am excited about the uh, challenge this weekend. I'm gonna get through that. Um, it's Thursday night. I got to do something. I got to lose a lot of weight. I got to weigh in on Friday. I, I may go no food on Friday. I may go no food. I may wake up in the morning, have no food, drink a lot of water, have no food, come home, weigh myself at night, get every pound out of me I can, eat some laxatives along the way, go pooping at work all the time. I don't care. I got to beat this challenge. So that is where we are. Thank you guys for listening. Shout out to uh, Sugarman, the uh I'm all in podcast with her and Scott Patterson. That was fun to do today. And uh, don't forget uh, Revolution Rumble in New Orleans on November 18th, where Duke will make his professional wrestling debut. I will talk to you guys again next week with another edition of Fat to Fit or else. 